Hello and welcome along to the Southampton Audio Programme for this evening's game against Hull City. In today's issue, we have a look over the opposition, an update on the Southampton women's team, but first, a word from your manager. Dear Saints fans, welcome back to St Mary's for tonight's Skybet Championship game against Hull City. I'd like to begin by welcoming Liam Rosinia, his staff and players, and the supporters who have made the long journey down from Hull on a Tuesday night to be here. We know from the away game against them that this is a really good side that we're coming up against this evening. That felt like a significant result at the time, with Wee Man coming on as a sub and getting the winner for us with his first goal for the club in the dying seconds of the game. We did the same in our next two away games at Preston and Millwall, fighting right to the end to pick up some really important points. I'm sure those moments played a big part in building the amazing spirit that we have in the dressing room today. Our last three games have epitomised what the Championship is all about. Last time we were here at St Mary's, we found ourselves in a really difficult and an unfamiliar position. 2-0 down at half-time against Huddersfield, who were really good on the day. What followed in the second half was an amazing display of togetherness, character and resilience from the players to bounce back not only from 2-0 down, but also from 3-2 down when we suffered another setback later in the game. To score three goals in the last ten minutes showed once again that this group never give in. The subs who came on were outstanding in the way they impacted the game off the bench. And in the end, I think we gave you all a day that you will remember for a very long time. To follow that up by losing our unbeaten run at Bristol City was obviously hugely disappointing. But I felt it was important to stress to the players what an incredible achievement that was to set a new club record of 25 games without defeat. I must admit, I didn't feel good after that one. I wasn't sleeping well, and when I really reflected on it, I felt I'd let the players down by not giving them the right energy and the right information to best prepare them for the game. Then we headed to West Brom, a side who had won their last five home league games in a row and had just been taken over by new owners, so we knew the place would be bouncing in front of a full house, under the lights, live on Sky. It was a big test for us, but all of that stuff didn't seem to matter one bit to the players. They played free and in flow, with real courage and aggression, exactly what this team is built on, which we didn't really show against Bristol City. It was an amazing performance. I was really proud of the whole club on Friday night. The players, staff and supporters... You deserve that after you travelled in your thousands to Ashton Gate and still clapped us off on a night when we didn't show how good we can be. It was great to be able to reward that support with such a good result and performance at West Brom, which sets us up nicely for two really tough home games this week. We know we're going to need everybody on board to help us keep going, to get to where we want to be, and your backing from the stands will always be a vital part of that. We march on. Southampton FC women exited the Adobe Women's FA Cup after going head-to-head with women's Super League side Manchester United in the fifth round in front of a sold-out Silver Lake Stadium. Marianne Spacey-Kale made one change to her starting lineup following the previous week's defeat against Crystal Palace, with Alice Griffiths returning to start in place of Sophia Farrow. The opening minutes of the game saw the Red Devils enjoy most of the possession, but Saints were quick and eager to disrupt the flow of their visitors' play. Mark Skinner's side opened the scoring in just the seventh minute, though, as an unmarked Elatoon had space to fire in a long-range strike into the bottom corner. A shot from another of United's Lionesses, Nikita Paris, came off the left side of the woodwork, and some excellent defending from Megan Cullett saw a second strike prevented. Kayla Rendell then denied an attempt by Leah Galton, leaving her box to clear the ball before United's number 11 could get a decisive touch. 
Southampton grew into the game and saw opportunities appear. A central shot from the edge of the box by Griffiths was blocked by the Red Devils' defence. With the deficit still just the one goal at the break, Alexi Lloydsmith was introduced at the start of the second half to add a spark to Southampton's attack. Mary Earps was called into action for the first time in the 50th minute, following a deep free kick for the Saints that was prodded goalwards and required a diving catch. An outstanding save from Rendell followed as the visitors sought a second goal through Paris, with Saints' shot stopper denying United number 7 again minutes later. In the 65th minute, substitute Lloyd Smith made her impact with the equaliser when her cross from the right was delivered with intent and made its way past Earps to sparing dive and into the far corner. Spacey Gale's side then appeared increasingly threatening, having found their confidence in rhythm, with purposeful deliveries into the box needing Earps to react twice in quick succession. However, in the 75th minute, the WSL side took the lead again through their own substitute, Rachel Williams. Some chaos in the box saw the Saints unable to clear the ball, and the former England international rose highest at the far post to head across past Rendell. Despite Saints' best efforts, the tie was put beyond doubt in the closing stages, as Williams headed goalwards again, this time protested by Saints players, with the ball ruled as just over the line. A fast break in stoppage time saw Kendall agonisingly hit the post, but defeat was confirmed as Spacey Kale's side turned their attention back to the league for an important run-in to the end of the campaign. It was in the summer of 2017 that Jan Benderek first walked through the doors at St Mary's. There have been highs and lows in relationships to rebuild along the way, but Benderek has been the bedrock of Saints' promotion challenge, as the straight-talking defender continues to drive standards on and off the field. 200 games? That's went quick, to be fair, Jan Benderek muses. The Polish defender is flicking through cards, each presenting a photo of a prominent moment of his double century of Southampton appearances, a feat he coincidentally clocked up on the same day as his teammate, Stuart Armstrong. Armstrong joined the summer after Benderek, who has now surpassed six and a half years as a Saint, minus five months on loan at Aston Villa last season. It's been an up-and-down journey. Among the cards are lowlights as well as highs that raise a nostalgic smile, opening up fond memories of goals, wins and teammates. Now, 27, with more than 150 Premier League games behind him and 54 caps for Poland, Bednarek is a leader in Russell Martin's dressing room. When I first came in, I had a really good chat with Gianni. I'm pretty sure we both thought his future was going to be elsewhere. The manager was quoted when Bednarek reached his double century at Rotherham, a game in which he scored his ninth Saints goal. Then, very quickly, I took a look at him. Athletically, the courage he has on the ball, the mentality in training every day, does every sprint, every action like it's going to be his last one. I really love working with him. Martin describes the defender's contributions this season as, in medicine, one of my best players in the league, proving his faith in the pole by starting him ahead of Jack Stevens, the man to whom he gave the captaincy on arrival. Benderek took the armband, not for the first time this season, for the closing stages of Saints' last home game, the dramatic 5-3 win over Huddersfield, further underscoring the manager's high opinion of him. The player defines his leadership style as always to help everyone on the pitch and out of the pitch, just to be a player that wants to improve everyone. He's come a long way from the wide-eyed 21-year-old who arrived from Lake Poznan in his homeland and by his own admission needed time to adapt to the Premier League. But ultimately, Benderek played a significant role in helping Saints survive in his debut season. When I came from Poland, it was a bit of a mystery for me. 
he reflects, discussing his debut in the EFL Cup against Wolves, followed by an eight-month wait to feature in the Premier League, a game in which he scored against Chelsea. It was great to make an early debut for me, and after that I had to wait a little bit longer for another chance, but it was a lot of time to work on my football, and I think it was worth it. It was a great lesson for me, a great time and a lot of new things. Coming from the Polish league to the Premier League with so many good players, so much intensity, I think it was good to have some time to prepare for it, to learn from the boys, and I think that was the main thing for me. My Premier League debut at Chelsea, I remember this game really well. It was after a while, I think my debut was in August and this was in April, so it was a long wait, but it was worth it. I remember my wife, then my girlfriend, came to the game to give me the surprise and after the game they all expected me to be happy because I made my debut in the Premier League and I scored a goal but I was really upset because we were tuned up and lost 3-2. They couldn't really understand it but I was furious with that because those points would be vital for us to survive in the Premier League but at the end of the day it was a good end to the story. It was an early side of Bednarek's perfectionist mentality. Anytime the conversation turns to this season he is always quick to refer to the 4th of May. It's the Championship's final day, because the only league table that matters to him is the one after 46 games. The good end to the story that he speaks of is that Saints did stay up back in 2018, thanks in part to their unconscious rookie defender. That was a great memory, bad and great to be fair. He smiles, holding a picture of him, druggily trudging off at Swansea. I had to come off because of my concussion. A really, really strong punch from Alex McCarthy. He was key in this game, making so many great saves. And this substitution was key for us because Gabby, Manolo Gabbiadini, came on and scored the winner for us. They helped us to avoid relegation. I remember after the game, I had the concussion. And on the way back from Swansea, it was really loud on the bus and I was struggling. I was really irritated and my head was really, really sore. So that's my memory from this game. Most importantly, Benrek was okay and fast becoming an established Premier League player. In his second season, he became a regular under new manager Ralph Hasenhutl, and in his third, he excelled. He recalls his own experience of a South Coast derby at Fratton Park in 2019, in typically forthright fashion. A lot of people were talking about how tough and how different it was going to be, but I had experience from playing in a Polish derby, like Poznan against Legia Warsaw, and I think the atmosphere in Poland was way, way hotter, so I was used to that. Of course... Saints show no signs of being intimidated that night, winning the game 4-0. Hassan Utel Saints peaked in 2020, finishing fifth in the calendar year table, but dropped off in 2021 and 2022 when Bednarek left for Villa Park, suggesting his Southampton journey had come to an end. This was unexpected, he admits. It was a good experience for me, a great lesson. I met some good people, so I wouldn't say it was a bad time. I think it was a great lesson for me, and I only take positives from that. It's part of the game. I had to do it myself. I had to do it for my mind. People might not like it, but it was my decision, I think. It was, at the time, the right decision to make. I think in life we have decided about some stuff in some moments and never regret it. I don't regret it. I just think it wasn't the right time and that the things didn't go in the right direction. But it was a great lesson for me, an experience. After a few months there, I came back to Southampton, so I think that was my destiny, to stay here. And here he remains. Benarek built bridges with the Saints fans, many of whom did not like the manner of his departure, with some typically wholehearted performances on his return to St Mary's. 
Bednarek was seen as one who fought for the club, but knew he had to repair his relationship with the supporters after Saints' relegation was confirmed. I think it's normal that the fans were angry. We were also angry. It's the pride. It's the willingness to win. But it was actually a defeat for us and a great lesson, he reflects. It was a tough moment for us, the players, and a tough moment for the club, the fans. The fans are a really big part of our club. We need this support in the tough moments when we have tough moments in the game, when we struggle, when we're under pressure. When you go down, when you have these defeats, it's not easy to have support from the fans. I think we just have to prove we are still good players. We can still be at the right level. It's really good to have a packed stadium in the championship. Hopefully it's going to stay like that until the end of the season and we're all going to be celebrating at the beginning of May. We're doing everything to be back again in the Premier League and hopefully we will be making all the Saints fans happy. Nowadays, Benderek is loved as much by the fans as he is by his manager as a straight-talking defender continues his mission to restore Saints to the position he found them in all those years ago. It's now time for the local lowdown. We asked opposition expert Barry Cooper, Hull City correspondent for Hull Live, to preview this evening's encounter from the visitors' point of view. Hull have been hovering in and around the playoff places all season. How would you rate the team's progress under Liam Rosinia? I think it's been really positive and the progress is clear. They've struggled since promotion from League One and it's taken time for them to put together a competitive squad capable of competing in the top half, which is something they've got now. We all know how tough, competitive and relentless the championship is and to have been in and around the top six after 30 games is significant progress, but the challenge for them is to remain there in the next 15 when it matters. What they do have under Rosinia is a defined way of playing, a clear style of approach which has now cascaded down throughout the club and ran into the academy too, and powers of recovery to respond to the inevitable setbacks all teams suffer through the campaign. They're right in the mix and deserve to be there, and they'll hope the opportunity they've created for themselves isn't wasted. Three wins in the last four had Frost Hall back into contention ahead of the weekend's fixtures. With only two goals conceded in that time, has the team tightened up defensively? That's a tough one to answer. The goal they conceded against Swansea City and Rotherham United were both poor from a defensive point of view, and that's been an issue throughout the season. Poor goals that have been a theme. At the New York Stadium, they were rocky for the first 15 minutes, but recovered well and battered the Millers thereafter. Ex-Saints, Alfie Jones and Jacob Greaves have formed a terrific partnership, but as a team, they've not been as solid as last season under Liam Rosinia. But that can be put down to a desire to be a little bit more expansive, and that's come at the cost of being, at times, too open going the other way. Jaden Philogene went viral for his quote-unquote goal at Rotherham last week. Was it actually his? The EFL have since credited him with the goal, and rightly so. He manages to get enough bend on the ball to suggest it was arching towards the far corner, even before it flicked off the ruffled mop of Cameron Humphreys. It's a wonderful piece of skill from a player who brings you so much joy as a football fan. That said, as good as the goal was, we shouldn't forget the role that Ozan Tufan placed in pressing Ollie Rathbone into making the error, but it was a sublime effort and surely has a chance of being nominated for the Puskas Prize. How highly do you rate the winger? And who else should Saints be keeping an eye on? I'm a big fan of Jaden, and I wrote just before his return how much joy players like him bring. Football's all about making memories and enjoying those moments, and Jaden is a player who can deliver them. We saw in the home fixture against Rotherham, a 4-1 win, when he backheeled in the third goal. It's just a joy to watch. He's City's most exciting player for me, but in Fabio Carvalho and Anas Saruri, they have players who can do similar. 
How do you see the game going at St. Mary's? I think on paper, at least, it has the makings of being a really attractive game. Both sides have a defined way of playing. Both managers are similar in their approaches. And as at St. Smithfielder David Prutton described the game on our 1904 club podcast ahead of the home game earlier this season, it could be a pass-a-thon. Saints will be keen to protect that impressive home record, but City will arrive confident and bullish about their chances. Obviously, due to print timings, these notes are written prior to the weekend action, but Rosinia's men will be hoping they arrive at St Mary's on the back of a win at Huddersfield and looking to win three games in a row for the first time since the manager took charge in November 2022.